You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. So, summer vacation is coming up and I hope that you will have a good vacation. Uh, There will be no vacation at PIM Talk, even if I'm going soon. There will be new PIM Talks every second week on a large variety of topics. And uh, today, I think we have a really interesting one when we have uh, Beanish from PriceUp and we're going to talk about social commerce. So, uh, let's continue with the talk. Today I'm here with Beanish from Products Up. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Uh, could you start telling me a little bit about yourself? Who are you? So from my name, I think you got it. Like you know, I'm I'm Beanish, Beanish Maksud. Um, like I, I live in Munich. Um, I'm working in the industry of uh, commerce uh, for past seven years, and. Um, about myself a bit. So I'm uh, living in this beautiful uh, city in the south part of Germany with a lot of Alps close by. And I'm also living with a social and very social animal as a pet, a black pug. Um, I'm very active actually on social media myself. And as a hobby, I do write about travels on my travel blog. Um, you can tell that I'm obsessed with travel and food. I see. So, um, and you work for Products Up, a partner of InRiver. So maybe you can tell us something a little bit about that, what kind of company you are. Okay. So, um, Products Up is actually a German company headquartered in Berlin. Um, and coming into, um, it's also very much related to the area of commerce. And what we do is like, you know, we help brands, um, businesses to really be able to sell their products on multiple um, channels, whether it be social channel or marketplaces or retailers. So you can just see, think about it like this, that if you want to sell on more channels than your own brand website only, and, and that is becoming more and more requirement of this modern selling world. So that's where we help the customers. Yeah. And we see that we have a beautiful marriage in between PIM and feed management and and all these different channels that that you want to get your content out to together definitely so have you bought anything yourself through social media you said that you were a social animal yeah so um 
Um, to be honest, I've used um, social media for product discovery a lot. Like, you know, uh, there have been a lot of my buying decision triggered based on I saw something, a video on Instagram or a friend posted about something and I inquired, especially I would say, I mean, even in the makeup area, like, you know, I <laughs> looked at some videos and like, you know, some product reviews that somebody posted. Um, in terms of like, you know, buying the challenge today is that not many social media channels per se, like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, not a lot of them have direct selling options currently available. Some of them are testing, but I did buy stuff and not directly, but from the marketplace of Facebook, because currently what they do very well is you can use it to see in your neighborhood who is selling something, selling something like, you know, it could be old used stuff or even new, but I have done that for some household stuff that I use the Facebook marketplace to like, you know, look for something in my neighborhood. Yeah, and I guess uh, you get some different offers in your social feeds that I get. I mean, I know that both Instagram and Facebook is pretty good at offering superhero t-shirts to me, and uh. I buy them once in a while as well, and also backing some different technological Kickstarter offerings. I actually got just um, last week... Um, headphones uh, that's called cocoon that i ordered or backed four years ago and i finally got them four years later and uh, they were still in beta so um, but they know that i'm a, a sucker for for uh, some kind of uh, kickstarter yeah you gotta know your audience yes exactly <laughs> and i think we will come back to that that they do it pretty well and, and better than many other ways of advertising and selling online and offline yeah but what is social commerce for you um, so j talking about social commerce, I mean, it's a very, very interesting topic. I, I kind of get excited sometimes about it, how it will change the whole um, world of commerce and e-commerce per se. So, I mean, if you look at shopping, it's, you know, um, um, naturally it's a social experience. You know that even before online shopping in history as well, people love to go shopping with a companion or somebody, you know, because it makes your buying decisions easier. You can ask like, you know, how these pants are looking on you, how these shirts Or, I mean, uh, I have done a lot of time this thing that I'm in a shop alone and like, you know, I want to buy something. There are two handbags. I'm not sure taking the picture, sending it on WhatsApp to my friend's group and asking them to pick which one should I buy it because both of them I love the same way and I can't make my decision. So, you know, the social aspect in shopping is inherent um, in our behavior. Um But e-commerce, online shopping, it kind of isolates that experience a bit and is not that social. Um, so um, I think the whole idea of social commerce that's taking a bit of like, you know, mainstream media uh, is that how can we bring that social aspect into the online shopping? And that's social commerce for me. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a lot of things happen with these uh, areas and it happens very, very fast. So what would you say right now? What is the trend? I mean, e-commerce has been big for, for many years. Are we seeing that people are starting to buy more in social channels, even if it's kind of in the beginning? 
Um, yeah. So, um, as I was mentioning before, when you asked me about if I bought something through social media, so currently I think what most you can do as a brand is on most of the channels, uh, when you talk about the social networks per se, like, you know, you can, uh, it's very much used for advertising and discovery. Like, you know, that's the, in many cases, that's like, you know, the first platform where you will have your first experience about the product. And then, uh, you will probably go to the brand website, do a bit of research and like, you know, make a buying decision. So, uh, but, um, not uh, at this point, uh, some social network started testing the option that if, you know, if they're offering the product discovery, why don't they buy the payment, a payment and order option within the platform as well? And why does people need to leave that uh, website and go to an external, uh, you know, app or an external website? Um, but if you look into the trends, I mean, um, where do people spend most of their free time these days? That's on social media. I mean, uh, even work relations these days are changing the form more than email. People are making communicating on Twitter and LinkedIn if they want to make any work connections. Yeah, I feel the, that that I'm also, you know, starting to use LinkedIn more as a business tool for communication instead of sending emails back and forth. And you also see when people are online and, and that could be a very quick way of getting in touch with someone. And now I don't use Twitter so much, but the, the great thing with Twitter is that it basically is the shortest distance in between you and someone that could be in some cases pretty famous or that is uh, could be a thought leader or something that you could get through to that person with a short tweet or a direct message. and But they would never have answered your email, for instance. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, so the trends of use of these channels is becoming extreme. And like, you know, then for sure, then the trend, the next trend comes, then if users are spending most time here, then how do you bring your products and even services to users on these channels? I mean, maybe why not even promote your software, your PIM solutions on LinkedIn to the right uh, users than anywhere else? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of trends could, are coming and will be booming as well. The way, the, the way they add, these social networks add more features about you know more than just advertisement yeah uh, and we are definitely doing that for instance when we have recently released a, a new survey turning browsers into buyers for the us and and that we worked a lot with linkedin but uh, i wouldn't mind if you could buy in river product marketing cloud with your credit card on linkedin one day it's uh, <laughs> fine with me <laughs> definitely yeah. uh, and also when, when you talked about these different social platforms i mean what comes to mind is that some of these has had a hard time finding a, a good like business model i think twitter i don't know if they ever had made have made any money so far but if they can get commerce going that could be one way of them to finally you know uh, make some money yeah, I mean, same goes, I think, for Snapchat as well. I mean, um, currently, and you know that, you know, that the, the company is, uh, not where they probably thought they will be because of the competition given to them. But if they can do this better, like, you know, if they can find other ways of making money from the platform, um, it might even change the destiny for them. So for sure. I mean, good example from you. And I think, as you mentioned, uh, the big thing here is that we spend more and more time both privately and within our work on these platforms and then it will be naturally also the place where people are there will also be uh, commerce right 
Yeah, I mean, and also um, you look at the, um, you know, that um, uh, I think people are more and more finding inconvenient if they can buy different kind of products in one basket and then cr- their credit card info is, you know, just with one uh, platform. Like, uh, uh, take an example of Amazon. I mean, uh, what they do is uh, one of the things actually what they do is the user can actually buy like, you know, maybe a, a household item, a makeup item, and probably something, a tool for your do it yourself uh, uh, hobby all in one basket yeah. and your credit card is just once there and that's why like you know if the users are discovering a lot of different type of products um, uh, through these social channels why don't they need to go to an external website to do the buying thing like you know that that could be um, a, a value add for these channels and even for brands themselves and of course flexibility for the user that is the most important thing yeah I mean that's very convenient both being able to buy a lot of different products in one place, but also when it comes to payment solutions that you have one set of payment solution that, that works and it's effective and you don't need to, uh, you know, manage many of them. And in certain cases, and I want to give a shout out to Klarna, even how successful they, they are. I mean, they are still making a lot of their money on invoices and uh, they, they charge you when you don't pay in time. So um, <laughs> thank you, Klarna, for giving me 135 crowns in uh, late uh, extra fee when my wife bought something on invoice. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> Glad to make you money, all your billionaires out there. So, okay, that was off topic. But, but anyway, I had to get it out of my system. Okay, looking at the channels available now for commerce, what, what channels can you sell on? So, I mean, if we just talk about the social uh, channels, uh, you can, I mean, uh, Twitter has the buying button options. Um, um, Instagram's just started testing it in certain geographies. Um, um, and Pinterest allows you to buy from it. And Facebook has announced it, like, you know, that they want to um, add buy payment options and order options. Um, so um, I would say that these are some of the platforms that are looking into it. Um, I think 100% if we say that some platform that is doing it really perfectly, um, that is a bit early to say because um, uh, this is like, you know, uh, uh, soon there will be a winner, but um, uh, a lot of them just started testing them in certain areas, except I think Twitter and Pinterest, they already have it. Yeah, and then I guess there are several players as well in Asia and in China that we don't know so much about oh definitely definitely i mean that's another big market i mean yeah so services like wechat and line that that has connected a lot of services directly into these chat solutions so i mean for some companies that works on the global market that would be definitely something that they would look into as well yeah i mean look at even like you know amazon having hard time against alibaba in asia yeah that's something you almost got a bit surprised when you hear that Amazon is withdrawing for from some markets. Because- I think it's not competitive enough for them. Like, you know, they can't beat the competition and the ease. Like, you know, the probably, I mean, also the local experience counts a lot. And uh, in some of the markets that are so different from, um, you know, where we are. And uh, unless uh, you need to have a big local research teams and trends team that should be able to, figure out and deliver the experience why the the like you know what the local 
providers like Alibaba or AliExpress are providing. And that's a, that's a challenge always. So what would you say is the opportunity that lies in the world of social commerce? Oh, okay. That's, that's a very interesting one. And I can go on and on, but I would try to be like, you know, concise here with the time. Um, so, I mean, one thing that is an opportunity for all these social networks is uh, that they really um, know the person really well. I mean, uh, in a lot of cases, we say like, you know, and we have seen even with some uh, recent global incidences that the social media knows the uh, person even better than some of your close family and relatives might know. So with that kind of knowledge, I mean, uh, how can customer experience be shaped? That There is a huge opportunity for uh, providing a great customer experience, knowing your customer will become easier for brands like, you know, the people they're selling to. Um, you can um, also look into the thing that um, that you can, if, if you, for example, take example of um, Facebook, um, they know um, which event you're going to go to, what event you're planning, what is your style, what is the season coming in. If they know that you have in two weeks a wedding to attend, because uh, I mean, to me, a lot of wedding invites are these days coming through Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so they can promote me dresses for that uh, wedding for based on the location, like, you know, some brands can, and they can uh, promote some brands to sell me those dresses. Um, again, you know, for the YouTube, uh, if we look at, how many of us are looking on DIY videos and maybe like, you know, the cooking recipes and uh, whatnot on YouTube and how cool it would be that, you know, you just watched, finished a video and uh, there is a button that, okay, if you like, if you want to make this pizza at home, these are all the ingredients, click by here. Yeah, so here I have a personal experience. So my, we, me and my wife, we, we try to go on a low carb diet. Uh, so we were looking into, you know, do pasta from zucchini. And uh, my wife, she she found a like a spirella or or tool that you could uh, make this from a zucchini on on an e-commerce site, and it it was on sale. So I mean that that was good, but I was interesting to see the result because I I'm kind of picky about how it would look like the end result, the thickness, the how it looks like. But there was no video, so of course I went to YouTube and I found the the very same uh, product. The problem was that the video I found was it was German. Nothing, it wasn't that it was German that was wrong with it, but it was in bad lighting. It was some someone unpacking this, and the result that they showed was not very good. So uh, then I, you know, searched a bit more, and I found this um, person that had uh, done. Um, a benchmark test in between four machines and my machine was one of the four and um, he had exactly the same size on the zucchini bits and he he did the same operation and he showed the end result and so on and it turned out that uh, one of the other machines had a better result uh, but i couldn't buy it then so i had to google to find the machine and eventually i find it on amazon in the us and ordered from there yeah, I mean, you, and, and, you know, like, uh, when you mentioned that, uh, even I saw that now, even some of the manufacturers and brands, they have their own YouTube channels, but still they are, they cannot, I mean, they post their videos there of their products, but there is no buying option there, you know, after the video. So that could be an opportunity for sure. I mean, um, we, I'm sure we will later talk about also some of the things you need to 
uh, make sure because there are also videos that are not so good and might even, you know, uh, change the experience uh, for a customer like you that, uh, you know, they might not search more videos. And how do you tackle that? That's another, ch- that's a challenge, I would say. But also, um, I was recently thinking that where will the concept of these loyalty cards go with social networks? I mean, you can play around or you can get so innovative with the um, loyalty options, points options. Maybe, I mean, brands even will be have to think differently, but they might even become get more loyal customers because they might even give points to customers for posting pictures of the product they bought, their own video. The taggings might get them point. Recommendations might get them points. Yeah, it could be more about the gamification platform for brand loyalty. Yeah. Not just that you show your loyalty card when you pay in the store. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's, uh, it's going to be another, like, you know, big disrupt- disruption in um, the whole e-commerce industry when the social networks will really start selling or will add the payment options. You're listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast. And after this short break, we're going to continue talk about social commerce. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. For quite some time, uh, Instagram has showed you products or helped you with the discovery and, and even had some shopping links that takes you to another side. And there's usually where I buy my T-shirts. But now they have a more direct shopping opportunity in some countries and with some brands. So you can, I guess, click and buy directly from Instagram or what is happening with Instagram right now? So, um, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I'm not in one of the countries where you can test that, but I was very excited. I read about it. I looked at what some of the brands. I mean, they also are testing that with one of the makeup brands in the US. And, um, so it's, it's literally like, you know, having the payment options within the, like, you know, you can, place your order in Instagram. You can pay through Instagram and they're testing with, I think, six or seven big brands in US, um, um, th- that option, and that will be rolled out. And I think that would be very interesting to see what impact that would make, because we all know that Instagram has kind of uh, very well done uh, the whole uh, idea of providing an experience of products through their platform or, you know, the discovery phase. So, Are, are you using Instagram a lot? Um, I am. I do use it a lot also for my travel blog as well. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, uh, recently for me, I mean, I'm using Instagram much more than uh, any other social platform. Yeah, I definitely use it more than Facebook because it's more condensed. You don't have to see all the sharing of uh, political articles and uh, all of those kind of things. It's more, it's more following the the life and and uh, yeah what's happening around your friends yeah i mean i recently bought my um, mobile uh 
cover, uh, there there is a trend of these hanging covers uh, for mobile um, to keep your hands free through Instagram. Uh, one challenge I do see is still exist on these social platforms is that um, I think there should be a way that if I have bought something that should not be promoted to me anymore in sponsored ads and all that, yeah. because I already bought it, like, you know. Uh, re retargeting is annoying. And also if you work as you and I, with, with a lot of different brands and customers and so on. So, you know, when I've been research, researching a prospect or a customer, so I always get, you know, uh, co commercials for that. Maybe I just did a demo with some pictures from a prospect and then I get, you know, <laughs> but maybe I deserve it to, to get all these ads then when I, you know, try to sell our solution to them. Yeah, so opportunity again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for brands to do better. Uh, are you an upswiper? Do you use upswiping in Instagram stories a lot? Um, not a lot, but sometimes I did. I mean, uh, actually, I did very often also for reading some articles. There was some news and or some article and um, somebody posted and I kind of read that within Instagram. Yeah, because there, there are some new interactions uh, that also I think maybe comes from Snapchat that is, you know, being then adopted by Instagram and so on. And uh, yeah. Swiping up is one of them, I guess, in order to take part of the offer or, or so. Yeah, and right now it's being used as a shopping option because, you know, it takes you to an external um, um, website within the app, but you're still interacting with an external page. But uh, that is what I think they're changing with the payment option within the app. Do you know how close um, Instagram and Facebook, I mean, they are owned by Facebook, both of them. How much is like, do they share the same, like uh, when you're planning your campaigns or when you are sending a product feed, is it separate or is it using the same kind of platform? Do you know that? or It is separate as a channel. You need to enable them both separately. Uh, how much data is, you know, exchanged within? I uh, I think I, I would uh, I would not know there uh, currently and what the future plans would be, but definitely option is there. I mean, I read recently the messengers, for example, from Facebook, WhatsApp and Instagram were combined so uh, with the products it could happen when they actually all of them allow selling right now not all of them do but um, you know that's um, as a, currently as a channel as a company as a brand you have to enable them separately so I'm thinking I think a lot of companies they are curious to, to start um, trying this out but what would you say what what are the potential bottlenecks when it comes to publishing your product information to to these kind of channels i would say that one um some of the bottlenecks if we think about is um knowing the requirements or the um, of these channels is a big thing for brands, um, which we have seen in some of the other channels, which are more like marketplaces, not so social per se, but like, you know, eBay, Amazon, and it would be similar kind of requirements for the social channels as well. So what are the requirements? Um, another, you know, thing is that what is the channel which is good for selling uh, for your product? Not all channels are good for selling everything. I mean, you you, you might be able to sell a t-shirt or clothings better on one channel, but you might be able to sell, um, you know, something like a bicycle on some other channel. Um, another thing is that how many channels you should use. And if you're using more than one channel, um, what can really, really um, put a bad impression on a customer is if your product data, if your product attributes are not same on 
multiple channels, if you're offering uh, a different campaign, different price on one channel and on the other. So how do you make sure that you have consistency of products on all channels? Um, then another big bottleneck is, are you able to change your products the, 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 with the change of speed of your customers on these channels? Um, that's um, one thing as well. And also, so I think... Um, uh, you need to also misuse of info um, with these channels. The more you can spread the information, the more you have a chance that there will be wrong information out there as well. And how do you avoid that? How do you, uh, like, you know, uh, make sure that you're, uh, nobody is, like, you know, putting out bad information about your products or not a wrong information that uh, changes your customer experience? These are some of the bottlenecks that I can think of right now. There is uh, a number of reactions to to the whole development with syndicating out your products to more places, both marketplaces and this social commerce and so on, is that suddenly it's harder than ever for you to, to control your brand messaging or, as you say, your images if they are correct or or your um, your sales text and so on if they are up to date so so keeping track of what's out there and available has become something that is more and more important and we see also that services and companies are are built around these kind of issues definitely and i mean these channels enable the actual end customers even more like you know so as a brand you have more responsibility to provide a better customer experience because uh, the customers have more channels as well to talk about your product or complain or anything uh, they want to say what, how they felt about it. So you have to be make sure that your customers are happy. Yeah. So things are happening very quick now. So what do you think will happen in the coming years if we look a bit in the future? Okay. So um, one thing, I mean, we talked about, maybe it will happen earlier than years it would take, but for sure, I mean, uh, so far, not um, uh, there is no single social platform per se who has um, uh, enabled payment fully and uh, has been working order, all of that. That would be a good um, uh, thing that we will see. Then, you know, um, uh, what we will see is there will be a huge shift in marketing and commerce strategies of the co companies because we are seeing more and more that um, just having your own website, like, you know, uh, uh, there was a time when uh, the whole thing when companies would think about commerce was like, you have your website, you have mobile, tablet done, right? Okay, good. You're good to go. Yeah. But not anymore. Like, you know, there are so many other places which are probably when you search a product on google probably there are five six local uh marketplaces where your product will be searched and your own website might be sixth or seventh re uh, search results so the priorities will shift might be your own website is not the priority number one to sell yeah and also, um, I mean, uh, if we talk about Facebook, uh, who knows? I mean, the concept of face recognition into the images, um, how can that be um, uh, simulated in the product recognition, how the product recognition within images would work in the future? And um, I think another scope, big scope is for the payment companies. How, how, what innovation will be done there? What, how will the payment and order processes would be made smoother so there is a huge opportunity for actually for payments and order fulfillment companies yeah i think everyone wants a, 
either one click or zero click, just the biometric uh, thing to to facilitate all payments or that it goes through your Prime account or what it may be. Uh, I think you you mentioned the product recognition and images, and I was just thinking back to um, you you talked about how when you're deciding on what bag you want to choose, you take an image and send to the WhatsApp group. So uh, imagine if um, a friend there that also likes your bag just could click at the bag and buy it from your picture because it's recognized. Uh, and so it would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And me getting the loyalty points for it. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? So we could have we could have influencers that actually gets a lot of exercise because they are running around uh, at shopping places and uh, recommending products by you know taking photos of yeah one example i do like there is also like you know when you talked about it and some small innovations have started happening like you know i um uh, i Recently, it helped me a lot buying from H&M website because uh, they have this option on the product page on their website. If I'm looking at a red shirt, uh, that red shirt page below will have some images of real life people, not the models, but like, you know, the real life people who bought that shirt and they're wearing it in their garden, in their home or at a party. And that helped me a lot in the buying decision because sometimes these, uh, you know, super photoshopped model pictures, those shirt, that shirt would never give me an impression how it would look like at me on me. But looking at those pictures helped me make the buying decision. Uh, it made it easier for me. Yeah. So the innovation is coming. Absolutely. So, uh, so if we, if we should end with some practical tips, um, I wonder, is there any social channel that you, would be easiest to start with or, or would be the, the first one that you would recommend or oh it depends maybe yeah I don't know. yeah i mean it's a hard one because um depends on you know which country you plan to sell first and which uh, um um you know the different countries have different privacy requirements different usage i mean if you want to sell on facebook i would say probably germany is not the b- best country to begin with you need to test it somewhere else why not in germany I think it's just because also um, uh, the, the the Facebook usage is not that high in Germany as in other uh, places. So if uh, even with the stats, not uh, the the number of people having a Facebook account is less per um, like you know count than uh, in a lot of other countries because of a lot of I mean Germans are famous for having um, uh, being very particular about the privacy for good reasons I would say and um, it's just the trend. So you need to research the markets as well uh, which market you should sell on which social channel first you know similarly as you said i mean china as well china um uh, is has a, have their own facebook uh, type of platform and if you want to sell on china you wouldn't start with facebook either no but generally i do believe that um instagram uh, has a lot of potential when done right but um facebook marketplace might be even bigger platform to sell than instagram okay so when it comes to your data or your product information, what what kind of data do you have to have in place in order to to sell in general? How much data do you need? Is what, what is mandatory? 
Um, different channel. Um, I'm, I believe you're asking here about the product data uh, to sell your products on different channels. Yeah, exactly. And that is very much defined by the ch- channel itself. Um, so um, I could, there is no one right rule, but um, you know that the, there is a company where uh, there is a platform where you can't have any videos. They don't support videos. Then for sure they won't make video a requirement to put your products on the uh, on the platform. But like Instagram might very well make it like you know a mandatory thing that you can also put video i don't think they would do it It, maybe image would be more required but um uh, different channels have different um uh, product data requirements Uh, i think pricing always becomes one of the things that everybody needs the product the the uh, and the images are always um, a lot of platforms are supporting more and more and then, um, as I was saying before, it is not easy when you're using multiple channels to know the requirements of all those channels. And that's where you need help. That's where you need experts. You need, uh, I mean, we are working uh, and that's where the commerce also, uh, the world of commerce in terms of software automations is becoming, uh, you know, innovative and transforming that there are software these days that can help, you know, those requirements, the minimum requirements and all of that. Yeah. So you do need some help as if you're a big brand and you want to sell it multiple countries, multiple channels uh, might be uh, good to take help from somebody. Yeah, so so of course it's it's basic product information management we're talking about, but also think about how you might want to to uh, customize that data to, to suit the different channels. It could be that you need to have shorter descriptions, other kind of headlines. Maybe for your commerce side, you work a lot with uh, like product images, but if you're selling on Instagram or, or Facebook, you might want to work more with looks and inspirational images because that is maybe what the applies more to to the audience that you meet there it's not like they're gonna filter and search on an e-commerce site they're gonna they're gonna see something and they they need to be um yeah you need you have just that that very second to make an impression and uh, that's what you need to um prepare i think if you want to be successful yeah i would say there are two factors defining that like you know one is like every channel they they have some minimum requirement that okay these four products things you have to have give us because otherwise we wouldn't publish uh, because we need them and the second factor is the customers coming on those channels they also drive your strategy on what kind of data should you should give in addition to those mandatory things like, you know, because uh, customers are different on every channel. And um, so to the whole idea of syndicating and managing those channels. And as I said, then, you know, you have to look how to automate that process if you want to use multiple channels. And then there are companies, of course, I mean, we are helping um, uh, also customers with that. And that's the domain where we uh, are um, pretty successful. And, uh, and that's where, you know, companies are sometimes looking for external automated softwares. Cool. Another thing uh, before we end, I just wanted to ask you, you know, here in the podcast, we cover a lot of different topics, everything from from master data management to, to print to certain marketplaces to uh, best practices uh, and so on. Is there, if you would listen to a show like PIM Talk around these topics, would it be anything specific that you would want to know more of or things that you think we could talk about more uh, or maybe a guest that you would recommend? 
Um, yeah, so I think one um, uh, thing is uh, one interesting topic, I think, where it comes is how um, is the idea of unified commerce that we are hearing these days and, um, you know, and is it actually really help uh, there, the, that unified commerce that there is, um, uh, there are one solutions that, that can do a lot of things for the customers and can help them? Because uh, how do we make it easier for customers to understand um, uh, w- what software components can do what for them? Because I think when you just read about things, there is so much overlap. People are uh, customers like brands and businesses are confused, like, you know, that what, um, because uh, me, three, four different software uh, components might be promising them the same thing they can do for them. So anything around that listening on your PIM talks would be interesting. Yeah, we, we are actually a part of um, an initiative called the Unified Commerce Alliance together with Microsoft EpiServer and Avencia Storefront. So uh, maybe it's time to gather uh, these around the table and, and talk about what this can mean as one example uh, and and maybe some insights into this topic. Definitely. All right. So thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Thank you so much. I really, really had a good time and I really hope the people listening to us are also enjoying it. And uh, um, maybe, I mean, uh, there is a way they can even send us the feedback how they like the episode. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah, sure. Uh, see you around. Take care. There are several locations that you can meet us this um, summer. We will be at Salesforce Connections in Chicago, June 17th through 19th. And then it's, of course, the IRCE exhibit in Chicago as well on June 25th through 28th. The big event uh, of the rest of the year is Pinpoint Americas 2019 on September 18th. I hope to see you there. And uh, we'll be at the Internet Retailing Conference in London, October 10th, and in the Retail Experience Live, November 6th. And already now, marking your calendar, Pinpoint Summit 2020 at April 1st and 2nd in Malmö, Sweden. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips, and questions, you can email us at pimtalk@inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers, and live streams, you can follow PimTalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. Let's talk about Pim.